was born in the summer of his 27th year Coming home to a place he'd never been before He left yesterday behind him You might say he was born again You might say he found the key for every door When he first came to the mountains His life was far away On the road hanging by a song But the string's already broken And he doesn't really care It don't last for long With the Colorado Rocky Mountain High I've seen it rain and fire in the sky The shadow from the starlight Is softer than a lullaby Rocky Mountain From the high mountains of Colorado in the great American West, I bid you good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, whatever time zone you may be on on this vast planet of ours. I've got an exciting show lined up for you tonight. We're going to hear from our conspiracy advisor and then from a NASA insider before going to those very special open lines. But first, the reason that I've been gone from the air so long is that I've been to an alien land. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is just me trying to drum up interest in a flagging broadcast on a show I picked up but don't really have the know-how or talent to host. But seriously, folks, I was in a strange place where people walk upside down on the feet of other people. I saw strange birds that were as tall as I was, animals with weird pouch-like containers for holding their young, and the people there were perhaps the most alien of all. They spoke a strange language. I think they tried to make it sound sort of like English to convince me that I was still in Marca, but there were these little tells. Besides the strange accent, which I picked up flawlessly, said I could blend in, but I swore I would never use it now that I'm back, there were terms that they used for things that were just kind of off, like the Soviet camps training spies. They got everything right except for certain little itty-bitty things that you can pick up on if you know what you're looking for. Like an elevator, they called a lift, or a flashlight was a torch. They also had strange, weird foods that were poisonous that I avoided as politely as I could, something they called Vegemite. Uh, And they drank alcohol with pretty much every meal. It was like being in Europe. Not the good stuff, mind you, but they called it something, it, it was something like beer, which I think was supposed to be beer. Now, After over a month in captivity, they returned me through some sort of space-time warp jump, who will actually be one of our sponsors tonight, Einstein Express, because I arrived back in America before I even left their strange, strange alien land. But it's good to be back, so let's get on with some recent news. First up, Opportunity Rover on Mars is celebrating its 10th year on the planet. NASA still says that it's finding stuff, but no aliens yet. China's Shangxi 3 lander and Yutu Moon rover have run into problems as they go into their long two-week night. China's space agency isn't sure if it will survive, or if both of them will survive. Europe's comet-hunting spacecraft Rosetta 
successfully woke up with All Systems Go for its close encounter with Comet 67P Shurimov... Uh, with a comet for later this year, although they say it will still slumber until March. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk with our very own conspiracy advisor, Carl Mamer. lost in the world. What about the universe? It's so big, so vast, and it's always trying to kill you in some new way. Sun Tzu once wrote, know thine enemy. And one way you can get a leg up on things is to know what the heck is going on in space. Visit Universe Today at universetoday.com for all your astronomy news. Their experienced staff writers will give you the inside scoop on what's going on and how you can know how the universe might try to kill you next. They also have an exciting online forum where you can ask the experts all of your questions to get informed with the answers. My favorite spot on the forum is their Against the Mainstream and Conspiracy Theories, where you can learn what's really going on. So visit Universe Today at universetoday.com today. Let's not forget this place. Let's not neglect the race. Let unity become life on earth be one. So let me take your hand. We are but grains of sand. Carl Mamer is a Canadian, but yeah, that's okay. On this show, we don't hold it against him. He's a technical writer by training, proud of his Canadian and maple syrup heritage, but he seems to have a lot of free time on his hands. It was during that free time in the 1970s over talks with himself at the water cooler that Carl began to develop an interest in conspiracies. Over the next, or over the past several decades, he has become an expert on many different conspiracies and various people's attempts to take over the world. For the past seven years, we've had him on as the conspiracy advisor, and he has some doozies to update us on tonight. So, Carl, how are you? I'm great, Stan. Um, uh, Everything's great up here in Canada. Great, great. And how have you been? Oh, not too bad. You know, it's been a little cold, but... um... You know, I guess we can, we know who to blame for that. Oh, yeah, Al Gore. Well, we also have that whole polar vortex thing, and that all... Crap was made up by the communists two years Ah. ago. Okay, well, what, do they own all the weather stations? Well, they, they've long controlled the weather satellites, the Ruby weather satellites. Ah, yeah, and and HARP. Tell us a little bit about HARP, because people tell me that that has to do with the weather and all that kind of control. Well, no, you know... It's um, we, of course we, we as in, I'm talking uh, Canada and America, which are actually one nation. Uh, mm-hmm. 
yeah, based on a single currency. But um, yeah, we, uh, we, you know, we purchased Alaska from the uh, communists way back in the 17th century. And, um, uh, you know, back then, uh, we, we had plans to uh, turn it into, uh, well, you know, uh, agricultural sort of commune. But um, turned out it was really cold up there. So we had mm-hmm. we and uh, we had to do something with it, and we decided uh, we're going to uh, turn it into basically kind of a mind control, weather control uh, station. Uh, uh, we call it Harp. Is that how you explain Sarah Palin? <sighs> well, you know, she has read a lot of newspapers, and she has sort of seen uh, Russia from uh, her helicopter. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I would not call her an expert on 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 harp or weather control, mind control. Uh, that's an open question. But so, so what is harp for for all the millions of listeners out there, and how does it work to control the weather? All right, okay. You know, you know how do do you, do you drive, Stan? Yeah. Okay. All right. You need about one in ten, I imagine, on your on your car, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. So, uh, and the government, of course, mandates one antenna. Um, so, um, imagine now just not one antenna where you get the uh, information for about what to do, right? You know, uh, where to, uh, you know, how to drive, uh, you know, weather conditions, who to vote for, that sort of stuff on your radio. Um, mm-hmm. But imagine now you have a million of those antennas. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just think of the one antenna tells you what? Tells you, you know, avoid this road. Slow, uh-huh. slow down. You know, a vote for this guy who polls are going to say is going to be the winner, right? But now multiply that by a million. You, you can Whoa. you can understand, right? Uh huh. But but for the listeners out there who can't, why don't you tell us what what do those millions of antenna do? Well, it, it's basically it's sort of based on uh, tensor uh, math and quantum mechanics. Uh, Ooh, if, okay. Yeah, if you if you have about an hour, I could probably e- explain the math. The math fits. I've done the math, but um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quantum mechanics. Okay. Okay. So, what else have you been up to up there in the the frozen wastelands of uh, of Canada and maple syrup? Well. Um, as as you know, one of our uh, defense ministers has recently come out and and explained that uh, sort of a race of uh, Nordic space aliens uh, uh, have been controlling our, our politics. So um, I have been sort of a I would I wouldn't say I'm his campaign manager, but uh, I have been kind of working on his 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 campaign for uh, prime minister of uh, uh, exopolitics uh, parliament. Okay. And what else have you been up to? Uh, let's see. Well, you know, I've been uh, researching something called the Ethereum Society. Oh, um, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to get to that later on because no, that's going right. to take a while for the okay. show. So we only have another, uh, let's check the clock, about 15 minutes or so before we have to go to bottom of the hour break. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that thing later on. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, I've been, I've been digging a survival bunker Uh Okay, how good is that going for you? It, it's not not well. It's uh, it's hard to dig into this frozen earth. I, I, I'm thinking about maybe putting that uh, survival bunker on hold until the summertime. But um, as we know, um, do you get summer in Canada? Uh, briefly, briefly. Uh, okay, from, yeah, from July to August. Uh, but um, 
as we know, you know, the Red Meteor is coming in in June, so I was kind of hoping to have it ready for the Red Meteor, which mm-hmm. is going to, of course, strike the Earth and kill civilization. Exactly. Well, so so you sent me and producer Joe an email and said that you had a bunch of other stuff to update us on tonight. So uh, one thing that you mentioned was chemtrails. You know, what's going on? Are those related to HARP and the polar vortex and this other stuff? I, actually, you know, chemtrails are um, – see, most people think chemtrails are a bad thing, but little do people quite understand is that chemtrails, that, that is our response to HARP. Oh, so so wait, what? Okay, all right. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to lay down basically an insulating mist with with chemtrails, and that is going to then confuse the, the the HARP mind control rays. But I thought that HARP was done by the the government, and the chemtrails were also done by the government. So how would one fix the other? Aren't they part of the same thing? No, it, it's 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 basically again we're, we're coming back to the quantum mechanics and the tensor math that oh, okay. that if you tr- if you truly understood it that you would understand that that the mist that the the chemtrails are sort of laying down they interfere with the with the quantum waves of the the, the, the harp antennas. Remember, there's a million antennas up there. Okay, you you, you, you we normal people straights. We only have the experience with like one antenna, but you don't understand that they have a million antennas up there, okay? Hmm. All right. So they got a million antennas up there and they're all broadcasting the instructions, what we should be doing, who we should be voting for, what stocks we should not be buying. And so what we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to use the, the, the chemtrails to, to lay down this sort of protective mist over cities and, and – some uh, um, some farms and uh, to get to uh, to deflect the, uh, the 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 harp rays. Okay, and who is that controlled by? Uh, the the chemtrails. Yeah. Oh, that 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 would be the uh, um, the the exopolitics space parliament. Okay, and where is that located? That's with the Canadian ex prime minister guy. That's that's in Sudbury, Ontario. Okay. Okay, so so why is stuff in Canada? I mean, it's it's just it's Canada. Well, no, I mean, but it, that's the least likely place people are really going to look for it, right? Ah, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, okay, so that that's chemtrails. Um, what about Wi-Fi? I mean, that was another big thing. And and I know that you guys up in Canada have this thing about Wi-Fi where you have a bunch of schools now saying that it's dangerous and they're not going to allow Wi-Fi anymore. And like they're either going to put up like this shield around the school or something that's going to prevent all the Wi-Fis from getting in. Well, we, we, we have been trying to sell um, many of the schools. We, we, we call them uh, earth dampers, uh, basically special, uh, again, based on quantum mechanics, uh, special um, – Devices which you can uh, implant around your school uh, called earth dampers that will uh, um, protect you from the Wi-Fi. Uh, so far, we have one school in, in Ottawa that has purchased our, uh, our earth dampers, and uh, they have, uh, they've reported actually some quite surprising results. Hmm. So do those work with like um, uh, sacred geometry and, uh, and harmonic numbers of the earth and that kind of stuff? And uh, you know, you have to do it at like you know, channeling you know, the nineteen point five degrees. Well, no, uh, I have to stress this proprietary technology. Oh, okay, uh, okay. It, well, it, tell it, us it, a little bit. Tell us what you can. 
Well, it involves holograms. Okay. And that's about all I can really tell you. Uh, it, it's it's blue. Uh, our earth dampers are made out of blue plastic. Um, they some people think they resemble recycle boxes that uh, you maybe put at the side of the road and have gone missing overnight. But uh, uh, ours are uh, blue, but um, uh, with holograms, so they are not your recycle box. So uh, stop asking me for them back. Okay. Um, well, why, why don't you explain to our listeners who, who think that Wi-Fi is good and, and great and all this other stuff? You know, we have it all over the broadcast studio, but you know, I, I've lined my walls with some aluminum foil to try to keep it out, or at least you know, limit my exposure. But tell our listeners why we we want to be careful about Wi-Fi and why it, it's all it, why you think it's dangerous and what the conspiracy is about it well of course you know that um uh swiss homeopaths have uh released a paper recently where they have discovered that if you leave a glass of water by uh your uh wi-fi ro- uh, router that um and then you look at the water under a microscope uh mm-hmm. you 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 find the water molecules appear damaged exactly and human beings, what are we are ninety eight percent water, of course. Yeah, yeah. So do the math. Okay, and um, what what else? I mean, like what what are the effects? Like, uh, so if I were in the middle of a, a big Wi Fi hotspot, you know, like um, I don't know uh, a baseball stadium or or whatever you call it in Canada. I mean, like, what would the effects? Be from a prolonged exposure. Well, basically, um, you, you you typically find you know, Mondays you you find yourself lethargic. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. Fridays you find yourself it's hard to concentrate on your work. Um, generally stressed out. You you enjoy uh, salty snacks and mm-hmm. um, uh, you. You like to drink a lot of beer, so um, yeah. Well, don't tell anyone, but I have a box of pizza rolls over here for the you know, salty snacks for the commercial breaks. So. Yeah, but if you recall, before we had Wi-Fi, n- none of that happened. That's right, and and the other thing I've noticed is that as time seems to be moving so much faster these days. I mean, is that part of of Wi-Fi or maybe the the chemtrails or anything like that? Well, I mean, if you accept, which I do, that the Earth is only 10,000 years old and was built by an alien civilization, that, of mm-hmm. course, light had to travel significantly faster uh, 10,000 years ago. This would explain why we can see uh, stars, you know, supposedly, as they want you to believe, a, a, you know, a billions and billions of light years away, which would mean it would take billions and billions of light years to get to you that light well, you know that I'm a believer in a, the, the Big Bang and an ancient universe, but you know we we did have a debate between you and uh, I don't know some scientist guy, and uh, on our Insta poll, you know you you won out. A lot of the listeners you were they were persuaded by your argument, but well, it, the, was ma- that the, in man, mind? the man yeah. had a you know only had a PhD from Harvard, so he wasn't <laughs> exactly credible. All right, well, so uh, so where were we? What was uh, why, I think believe we're talking about Wi-Fi. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Uh, and our Earth, Earth Nampers, which we're, we're, we're yeah. they're on sale. If you visit my website, uh, www.drcarl.com.ca. Uh, okay. um, and we'll link up to that for uh, our listeners and the notes from tonight's show. Yes, uh, our Earth Dampers normally... Uh, they go for uh, uh, $995.99, uh, but they're now on special uh, 10% discount. Uh, if you mention uh, your your show, uh, you can get a 15% discount. Oh, uh, thanks. That's great. For we, the listeners, they should take advantage yeah, of that. We do advise purchasing five and arranging them in kind of a pentagram around your school or uh, nursing home. Okay. Well, uh, did, does it come with instructions so the listeners uh, don't have to write all that down now? That's a, that's extra. That would be $25 extra. Okay. Well, I hope everyone got that. Um, in the two minutes we have left before we have to go to commercial break, um, a lot of people wrote into me when I was going to do my Ouija board special asking me not to do it, saying that not only would I channel Satan into my, uh, into my own being, but through listening, I would also channel Satan into their being. Now... You've looked a little bit into related dark demonic conspiracies that we haven't really discussed much on the show before. Uh, so I was hoping in the next uh, minute and a half you could tell us all about the Necronomicon. Yeah, the Necronomicon. Uh, that that was written by um, um, a, a man, uh, the Mad Arab, um, Al-Hak um um, Abruzzi, a, a I believe. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I'm not an Islamic scholar. I have a hard time pronouncing his his name. But um, okay. yeah, so yeah, that uh, that was written um, 200 years ago. Uh, basically, uh, he encountered uh, uh, Satan while opening a canoptic jar in uh, the the fourth pyramid uh, of Khufu, and um, uh. So yeah, so uh, and it, it, it was of course lost for many many years, and then rediscovered uh, by a, a small publisher in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Okay, so what else about it? So what what can you what did it say? Oh well, of course you know I mean it has all all of the magical spells in there. Okay, and what does it say about the Ouija board? Because you know, a lot of people were cautioning me about it, and you know, they didn't want Satan around. So, yeah. tell us a, a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, the Ouija board. Every Ouija board um, is is sort of uh, is is imbued with 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 the soul of a um, of an aborted fetus, and mm. uh, yeah. So um, the the secrets the catholic church does not want you to know and uh be, you know because it, 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 yeah okay sorry sorry uh, that music means that we actually we have to go to commercial break i, I don't set them the network does so uh when we come back though we'll continue that thought a singer in a smoky room a smell of wine and cheap perfume for a smile they can share the night it goes on and on This 
portion of the show is being brought to you by Gravity. When wanting to walk around on the side of our planet without inconveniently being flung to the far reaches of the solar system, more people choose gravity than any other force in the universe. So remember, when something has got you down, it's probably gravity. Clean, dependable, low-maintenance gravity. Are you against the corporate takeover of telescopes and other optics? I know I am. That's why I grind my own sustainable mirrors, so I can make sure they're free of pesticides and I can see those UFOs over my house. It's great relaxation, taking a 14-inch piece of glass and just going over it and over it and over it and over it and over it with a grinding stone and grit. When I'm done, I have a lovely spherical mirror that I've made with my own two hands, and I know that it's all natural and organic. If you have nothing better to do and want a mirror on cheap, 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 then head down to Big Glass Corp. or call 555-BIG-GLASS and purchase your slab today. Astronomy Cast. Take a facts-based journey through the cosmos with me, Dr. Pamela Gay, and my co-host, Fraser Kane. Each week, we'll explore a new topic as we help you understand not just what we know, but how we know it about this crazy universe we all share. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific to watch us record live on Google Plus or subscribe to us on iTunes. With more than 330 episodes in our archives, we've got you covered from asteroids to the Zanyev Zildovich effect. Check us out and learn at astronomycast.com. Okay, so we are back with Carl Maber, our conspiracy advisor, and he's going to spend the next uh, half hour talking about some of the strange and interesting things that he's been investigating in more detail than we were talking about in the the first half. So, Carl, how are you been? I, I've I've been good. I've been good. Thanks okay, for okay. me back, Stan. Yeah, uh, Stu. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Stu. That's okay. Uh, so, one of the most famous UFO cases ever is Betty and Barney Hill. Now, unfortunately, uh, they both died before I, I came on the air, so I was never able to really interview them. But from what I understand, and from what you were emailing uh, producer Joe and myself, uh, you have done a lot of research and interviewed a lot of the primary and zeroth order uh, people involved with the Betty and Barney Hill story. Uh, you, know, you got the hypnosis tapes and all that stuff. And I'd like you to tell us what's going on. I mean, first off, tell us what is the Betty and Barney Hill UFO case and why is it so famous? Well, 
is really the first um the first example of an alien abduction. I mean, of course, humans have been abducted by aliens for literally centuries. Of course, yeah. Yep. But it, this is the first time the aliens ever actually slipped up. So, uh I guess they've been getting they they've been getting sloppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I maybe the internet, they got their own version of the internet and they've been sort of kind of busy with I don't know, their version of Candy Crush. And um, so their uh, sort of their, their psychic suppressor beam weapons might have been not, not turned on that day. Well, so, was it that or was it interference? Because uh, some people have told me that like all of our modern radio stuff and microwave transmitters, that that might interfere with the alien sensors. You, you think a race that could cross the vastness of space would be fooled by AM radio? I don't know. You tell me. You're the conspiracy advisor. I'm just the host. Well, I mean, clearly. But I'm just asking you. Uh, am, am, am I crazy to think that? I don't think you're crazy. Otherwise, I wouldn't have you on. Good. Okay. We're, <laughs> we're both in agreement. So it must be, must be fact. So, okay. yes. So, but no. Uh, I think in, in this case, because obviously they had been dealing with radio, because I believe radio was invented uh, – well, I mean, it was first, of course, invented by the Atlantean civilization back in uh, 3 BC, but it was, of course, rediscovered by uh, a Canadian in, uh, in 1902. I'm not sure if he was Canadian. We'll have to get our fact checkers on that. Someone will send me something during the next break. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, uh, the, the fact is it was invented by a Canadian in 1902. And so we have been broadcasting uh, AM radio since 1902, uh, started off in Canada in uh, Saskatchewan. And um, so anyway, so um, the, the, the point is that uh, the, coming back to Betty and Barney Hill, um, they were the, – the, You'll find this a spooky coincidence, but they were returning from a trip to Canada. Okay. Well, you know, they say there's no such thing as coincidences, and you know that I don't believe in coincidences. So they were they were coming back from the land that invented radio. Yes. Okay. And, right. And um, they were uh, driving down a, a dark uh, and lonely highway, and uh, they saw a light in the sky. And uh, I believe Barney Hill, he stopped his car and uh, um, it, be, because they had been to Canada, they had to leave their, their, their weapons at home. So he wasn't able to sort of get his gun out of his uh, trunk and start shooting at it as mm-hmm. would be the custom. But um, uh, and what year was this? Uh, that would be uh, 19, uh, 1963. Okay. And uh, right. So, so uh, Barney got out of his car and not having – a uh, gun in the trunk. He had to get the second best thing, which was a very long knife. And uh, he took his long knife and he took a uh, pair of binoculars and he looked through his binoculars and he saw, what did he see? As we all know, he saw space Nazis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, he, he approached the UFO with the space Nazis because you wouldn't run away from that. And, um, no. and then... They woke up in their beds back in um, Maine. But what happened? What missing? How, how long? How how much time had passed? I mean, like, what, what happened? There? Well, uh, about three days, I believe, and three days—a significant amount of time. You'll agree? Yeah. 
And uh, so, right. So they, they, they woke up or shall we say rose three days later and um, they were covered in kind of a red dust, which uh, they could not explain. So of course they understood that it was space aliens and they immediately went to the, uh, the local air force base, got a bunch of denials. And then uh, they, they found a radio producer who uh, was happy to listen to their story and got them a hypnotist. And under hypnotism, they of course related uh, the fact that they were abducted by space aliens, taken aboard um, a spaceship. Uh, they were flown to Venus, and on Venus, uh, they had several uh, medical experiments done to them, uh, glass rods inserted into various parts of their body. Then they so there were, was probing involved. Well, yes, there was pro- – uh, uh, you don't have to say it like that. Please, let's try to be – how, how would you say it? Well, I would say probing, but not like probing. Oh, okay. Yeah, those please. These people were experimented on by space aliens. Have some sensitivity, Stan. Uh, Stu. Stu. And um, so then they were, of course, you know, brought back and uh, placed back into their beds in Maine. And this all was revealed uh, through hypnosis. And uh, what what's quite actually quite fascinating and telling is. Um, you know, the space aliens had obviously developed this technology that could make people, uh, you know, forget the missing time, why we have this missing time problem. And uh, the space aliens, of course, who have, uh, who listen to our radio and television and our uh, news broadcasts, uh, they clearly understood that we have been able to defeat their uh, missing time memory expression technology with uh, uh, you know, hypnotism, uh, sort of basically a watch dangling on the end of a chain. And um, Well, is that why missing time is such a big part of the UFO genre these days? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is clear that the, the, the space aliens, um, even though we know we have defeated their uh their technology their mind suppression memory suppression technology with uh a watch dangling on the end of a chain and somebody with a very very soothing voice uh the real question is why why do they keep employing it yeah well why uh well you know there's um basically stick stick to it stick to itiveness i believe uh you know, at like, say, like, Italian soldiers are given to just throwing their rifles down and giving up and surrendering. You know, some cultures, they give up. Some cultures, they just stick to it regardless. So I believe the best explanation is that the, the, the space alien culture, uh, the greys, as we, as we come to know them, uh, they, uh, you know, they, they just d- d- keep doing it even though they know it's, uh, it's not really working anymore. Okay, and so you and I are actually, you know, so to remind listeners, you and I are going to be at the Unconscious Life Expo, and I'm going to be uh, leading a panel discussion about this, and you're going to be on there, and uh, I think Sean Green is going to be on there, and uh, a few other people are going to be on there talking about this kind of stuff. But one thing that I don't think you're going to be talking about related to this Betty and Barney Hill case is that I hear that there's... There's something about a, a star chart that Betty drew and then some some school teacher put together and figured out that they're from uh, – what, what was it? Zeta – Zeta Reticula. Reptilian? Oh, Z- Zeta Reticula. Zeta okay, Reticula, yeah. So, yeah. so we have these, these Zetas out there. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about this, this star chart thing? 
Yeah, well, that was the interesting thing that, uh, again, under hypnosis, uh, Betty was able to recall a, a, a star chart that they had uh, sort of drawn on a poster board and hung on their spaceship wall. And, um, it's high tech. Yeah, and uh, sort of it was showing basically trade routes. Um, I, I guess the space aliens kind of needed a little crib sheet because they, you know, they sort of forgot how to get to, around the galaxy. In the, well, I know I do. I have a, a sheet up at home that says, you know, grocery store first, then Costco, then the hardware store, and then back home. So yeah. So so basically, uh, Be- Betty sort of drew this out for uh, one of the hypnotists. And uh, and then several years later, uh, an astronomer I believe I believe she was an astronomer, uh, subsequently, of course, uh, driven out of the profession by the uh, by uh, the, um, the 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 stormtrooper like uh, academia the Illuminati or no no the, the the academics who control the astronomy uh, mm. cabal yeah. yeah big astronomy yeah yeah um, you know they're all working for NASA. Of course, and, you know the ones that speak out against the, the kind of stuff are just public shills for NASA. Well, she, um, her, her, her name was uh, Glo- Gloria Stevens. Gloria uh, Stevens, uh, she was able to uh, analyze this the this star map against known star charts, and and was able to was able to find a, a match, and the on on the uh, little poster board map that the aliens had shown. Uh, Betty Betty Hill that their their home their home world was uh, corresponded to a star called Zeta Zeta Reticuli, and, and this was all done in two D or three D or four. How many dimensions did she do this in? Well, two two D because they they didn't give her any glasses, so um, okay, yeah, because they didn't fit or something like that. But uh, or she didn't want to. Well, don't the Greys have like these giant eyes that are set kind of far apart? I I, I just don't think she wanted to pay the extra three dollars. But um, anyway, well, so she was the one who was abducted. Uh, have you never been like in a hospital? No. You, you know, do you think they just sort of give you that paper gown and not charge you for it? Uh, I've never looked at the bill in detail. All right. Okay. So anyway, so um, and the, the the interesting thing is, you would say, okay, well, you know, any random. Uh, piece of paper with a bunch of random dots you could probably match to anything but they got a guy who knew math mm-hmm. and uh, he was able to calculate that that there was there was a 98% probability that this that this matched 90 That's pretty darn high. 98%. Yeah, that that's that's good. Those are that's pretty good odds, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if I say, if I said to you you have a ninety-eight percent probability of winning a million dollars. Would you spend two dollars on that lottery ticket? Of course. Exactly. So you can you can understand that that's that's real probability. Therefore, it's. And I've never I've never been able to, I've never encountered one single scientist who has ever been able to disprove that fact. Wow. So. Okay, so that, that gives us a good idea about Betty and Barney Hill, and thanks for that uh, that detailed report. But you know, for our, our last topic tonight, because I, I and I want to try to make this a little bit shorter because uh, I want to go to those uh, callers because you know the callers are what makes this show possible. 
uh, you know, screw the commercials and all that stuff. It's the real callers and that engagement. So, sorry, can I just me- can I just mention yeah, at the yeah. Unconscious Life Expo? I will be selling uh, my my Earth suppressors f- uh, for people who are being terrorized by Wi-Fi, uh, dirty electricity, and and smart meters. That I will be selling my my Earth suppressors. Okay, good. Yeah. So uh, thirty percent off. Show well, special. Why don't you give us uh, that kind of discount here? Why only ten percent? Well, people are paying considerably a lot more money to attend the uh, the oh, unconscious okay, yeah, life extra. True. What is it? Something like uh, one thousand one hundred eleven dollars and eleven cents, or is that just uh, United States? You know what? How much is that in Canadian dollars? It, it it's the Canadian dollar is not worth what it was three weeks ago because of the Illuminati. Okay. Well, so all right. So with that in there, let's uh, let's go to I'm that. St- I'm staying off eBay for the next while. <laughs> so for the final topic tonight, um, what you've done is an exclusive refor- report for us here about the uh, the the af- the after the Ather- the theory. The, how how do you say that? Aetherius Society. The Aetherius uh, Society. Yeah. So so how what is that? Well. Back in the uh, 1950s, a man by the name of George King uh, – now, many of his critics like to say he was a taxi driver in London. That would be London, England, not London, Ontario, Canada. Hey, everybody's got to earn a living. Yes. Uh, again, this is clearly an ad hominem attack. But oh, yet, what, what, what was that Latin thing? Uh, ad hominem attack. Uh, What's that mean? Well, it, it's it's basically a way to defeat your opponent's arguments by suggesting he's he's an awful person. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, people do that to me all the time. Yeah. So um, anyway, so so George King, uh, he uh, he, while some people like to claim he was a taxi driver, he was really a yoga master, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a, he basically had attained uh, such a a, a level of. Uh, 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 yogic power that he's the only person on earth who is able to actually communicate directly with the space aliens and he was approached by a space alien called Aetherius who uh, who uh, gave him a vision and well, so that's like the Mormons with uh, the Moroni and so the, the angel Moroni and so they call themselves the Mormons well no I mean they just made that up oh was that another Illuminati thing yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, but no, but George King, he's he's the real deal because he he got the real message from the real space alien. Okay, how do you know that it's that they're the real ones? I mean, you're the one doing the report here. Oh yeah, so all right. So anyways, so um, so he got the the this this message, this this groundbreaking message of critical importance to Earth civilization from the space alien Aetherius. Um, and then, uh, he wrote it down in a book and, uh, which you can still buy for uh, 1295. Okay. Is that from your website too? I, I do not sell that. Well, okay. You can link, I, I have it linked uh, from my website, uh, clear, clear cookies. Cause I, 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 I do get money from amazon.com. If you go from my website to amazon.com. Okay. And, and buy, buy it from there. I get. I get and you don't stuff your cookies, do you? No, I. But I, I do. Okay. I do get a little taste of that. But um, yes. So um, chocolate chip. Uh, mm, no, no. Okay. Butter, butter, butterscotch. Mm. Okay, so the uh, a, a theorist society. So he got this. 
channeled stuff from aliens and set up a society. Yes, yes, yeah, set up a society. And um people who obviously wanted to know the the groundbreaking uh message that Aetherius gave gave to him. Okay. And, and what what was it? Uh well, I'm not sure if I can actually reveal that as that's why you oh, should come on, you them. can tell okay, us. Okay, yeah, it's right. just you and me well, and a few million of our closest friends. What uh, Aetherius was able to reveal to George King, and George King was the only one who had basically, as I said, attained a certain level of enlightenment that he could truly comprehend the message, was that uh, civilization, uh, if we have any hope of survival, we should all live together in peace and harmony, that we are truly a brotherhood. That sounds like a message to live for, for the new millennium. Yeah, it, w- it, was, quite, it was quite remarkable. So you, you can understand why people uh, were anxious, anxious to purchase his, his book, mm-hmm. which was called... So, oh, go ahead. So, so why haven't most of us heard about it? Well, ag- again, who, you know, who, who's keeping you from learning the message? If we are all brothers and we are all living in peace and harmony, are you going to buy an alarm system? Mm. Are you going to wear your seatbelt? You know what I'm saying? I think so. But for those of the listeners who can't put it together, you know, they might be a little bit sleepy right now or they might be you know, driving their truck down the road. So tell it in a little bit plainer terms. Well, the Rothschilds, basically. I mean, what, oh, okay. what do they own? They own everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you buy anything because you're afraid, the money goes right to the Rothschilds. Okay, and the Rothschilds—they're the, the bankers, right? Uh, internet international bankers, yes. All right. I think I think they make they make a wine, Manischewitz, something like that. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so with that in mind, let's um let's try going to uh to one of our callers tonight. Um, so I I hear we have um Mike. Mike, you're on the line. Welcome to the show. Hello. Mike, you there? Am, am, I, am I on? I think you're on. Do you are you on? I think I'm on. Oh, great. Uh, hello, long time listener, uh, first time caller. Great. And where are you calling from? Uh, Chicago, Illinois. Okay. And, great uh, radio stations there. Definitely. Uh, I, I listen to you every night. I'm a big fan of your of your work and uh, well, thank Do- you and Dr. Mamers. I mean, he's just. His information is just so incredibly, you know, it's it's insightful. It's in, it's enlightening. I mean, I'm just so I'm really excited to be on on on, uh, on your show. Yeah, well, it's great to have. And I, I don't think that he actually has a doctor. A no, Carl, no, do uh, in, in, incorrect. I I am a, a doctor. Uh, uh, DD, oh, you are uh, DDK. And what's DDK? Uh, doctor of Divinity Kinetics. Oh, okay, uh, so. So, Mike, uh, Colin from Illinois, um, that, that is east of the Rockies, if I have my, my maps correct. Uh, no one's flipped it upside down again on me. So, um, what's your question for Carl? Well, I'd like to know who really is running all these conspiracies. Uh, I hear a lot, you know, when, when he talks about HARP and all these wonderful... I mean, we all know this is all all true and everything. So, but is there mm-hmm. someone behind the scenes running this these uh, 
I mean, is it the is it the Rothschilds? Is it the uh, uh, you know the Queen of England, or uh, you know, is it uh, you know the Gardener, or or even uh, big the big Gardener snake uh, conspiracy? I mean, who is really running the show here? Well, Carl, what do you think? Who's running all this? Well, I, I gotta I gotta ask you a question first, Mike, before uh, I, I can properly answer your your question. Uh, did did you vote for Obama? I probably did. I'm from Chicago. Okay. All right. Uh, then I, well, uh, let me let me let me say that uh, not Obama is not behind the conspiracy. The, the, and this is exactly what they want you to think. They want you to think Obama is is running the show, but um, basically, um, it be, would be the the governor of Florida. You're hearing it here first. So that would be uh, that's Rick Scott. Yeah. So how how is he running the show? How is he doing it there? Well, um, what do you have in Florida? You've got nasty, alligators. Yeah, and you got and and how do you dispose of a dead body? Uh, there are many many different ways. Feed them the alligators first of all, uh, and you've got you want to get off the planet. Where do you go? Go to Florida. Yeah, you got your Camp Na- Canaveral. You got your NASA there, and you want to uh, you want your uh, you, you 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 want your daughters to. Um, Spend three hundred dollars on on princess dolls. Who's telling you? Disney. Disney. You got that in Florida. And okay. When you're ready to retire, where do you go? Florida. And where do you take your money? I well, I'm not going to tell people where I take my money. Where do you take your money? You, you go to you take it to Florida and. When the Cubans all left Cuba, Texas, where did they go? Florida. Florida. Mike, does that answer your question? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's 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 a very good answer. I mean, I am uh, curious if he if uh, Doctor Mamer is uh, familiar with uh, the Big Gardener snake uh, conspiracy. I haven't heard of that one, uh, Carl. Uh, or doctor? I, I, I I'm not familiar with that, but I'm going to pretend I am. Uh, but uh, so wh- why don't you explain it, Mike? Because um, well, it, it, as you know, as you well know, uh, snakes have been a very uh, influential in 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 human development, and uh, we, we find snakes popping up everywhere. Um, I mean the. Uh, in the the Genesis story, it's the snake that convinces Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge that made uh, made them aware of good and evil. And it's like then you see these threads. Uh, you see this. You know. You see the. Uh, We've got uh, about two minutes left. Yeah, we got a. Uh, you know, you see like oh, the Massachusetts uh, state reptile is the gardener snake. Um, the flags of the, from the, our revolution has all been snakes, and um, even the uh, on the Freemasons, they got the big G on that on that shield, Gardner snake. And I'm just you know, it just seems like uh, it. 
we find the, the this these connections all over the place, all these you know, and I'm wondering if they're really the reptiles that are running the these uh other uh you know other conspiracies uh uh, you know, I think that there's no such thing as coincidence. Uh, hey, Carl, in the in about 75 seconds we have left, uh, what do you think of this conspiracy? Do you think it has any legs? Yeah, yes, because, it, I mean, if you rearrange the letter in snakes, you get the word sneaks. Ooh. So okay. I th- yeah. So I think clearly the, uh, the Illuminati is, uh, is hinting at something. Because you cannot, uh, you cannot have a big secret conspiracy without sort of putting up signposts to it for the clever people paying attention. Mm-hmm. And as they know, we definitely are paying attention here. Well, thank you, Mike, uh, from Illinois, and thank you, Carl. Um, as always, thanks for coming on. Carl, you've been our conspiracy advisor for many years, and hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. So take care. All right, take care. Thanks thanks for having me on, Stan. Yeah, thanks. That's uh, Stu. Right. All right, thanks for coming on. Boy, that was some great stuff there. It really makes you think. Kind of opens your mind. Now, when we come back in the next hour, we're going to have a very, very special guest who is involved in such important work that he can only tell us his pseudonym. Alone, dancing and you know 